Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Hello, hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of County Cricket Natters. Yes, the county championship was back this week, and wasn't it a wonderful four days? The sun is shining, and it feels like summer. No, Annie with us this week, sadly, but I know she'll be listening in. So, hello, Annie, and we know you'll be back with us very soon. I'm Sam Dalling. I'm joined as ever by Dan Whiting. He of uh, well, the Gloucestershire live stream this last couple of seasons. Dan, you've moved across. You, you'll basically go anywhere you're told won't you oh well yes oh well I'll, I'll prostitute myself out anywhere you want to mate but um yeah no it's been fantastic it's been lovely weather uh, and it's been hot it has been hot and here with me as well and down too dan is here there's a very special guest you would have heard him on the blast review show last week so it's not a welcome to the show it's a welcome back to the show He's a man who works for BBC Lancashire up north. He's been at Southport this week. Callum Flynn, how are you, Callum? Yeah, really good. Um, excellent couple of days at Southport, like you say. Um, the weather's been absolutely fantastic, so certainly helps. It's beautiful. And outground cricket as well. It's been a week for outground cricket, which we county cricket followers very much are in favour of. Dan, you haven't quite been to an outground yet, but I know you've got some... Time in Cheltenham coming up, but I'm going to throw over to you now. Why don't we start with Division 2 this week? Yeah, let's go to second v third, Sussex v Worcestershire, and an absolute thriller at Hove. Sussex got 3-4-8, Jack Carson, he got 65. Nathan McAndrew, he got 65 as well, so the tail wagged. There was 6 for 78 there for Joe Leach. Worcestershire responded with 410. Jake Libby, he was a guest on the show a couple of years ago, he got 198. Sussex then set something up. 447 for seven. Carson again got 75. Finn Hudson Prentice, guest on the show a couple of weeks ago, got 54. Tonnemal Sop, 100. Worcestershire then, it came down to them needing, I think, five off the last couple of balls, and they just ended up just short. So they ended up 381 for eight, and it was Ari Carvelis and Nathan McAndrew who held their nerve despite 100 from Azar Ali. Callum, what an advert for the county championship. Yeah, definitely. It shows a strength as well throughout the, the whole of the county championship. I know there's lots of conversations in the background about reducing reducing the teams in the county championship, and, and that's the way to make it stronger. But teams lower down just keep putting these brilliant games on and, and producing these brilliant players. You know, you've got some excellent players in Tom Ames, Jake Libby, 
like you say, overseas overseas pros like Hazar Ali competing in the um, in them games as well. So I don't think there's any need to reduce reduce the teams when there's when there's games like that going down lower, lower in the leagues. Yeah, most certainly. Sam, Nathan McAndrew, if Australia in this Ashes series mm-hmm. have any injury doubts, do you think they'd call on him? I mean, there's there's certain guys over here, Sean Abbott's one, Peter Sid, although he's injured, um, but Nathan McAndrew, I think he could slot quite easily into that attack. It's an interesting one. Not a question I expected to be asked, Dan. So well done for originality. Um, I know you don't often get that out of your jokes. So questions, fair play. Um, would he? So he came over last year, right? He'd only play, he came quite late into the game. South Australia he played for. He had a really good year. And he looked pretty poor for Warwickshire, I think, first up. I saw his debut and, you know, the change of the ball um, using the Dukes. He just seemed to struggle a little bit. And I chatted to Peter Siddle about that exact thing. And he said, you know, it does take a bit of time. You don't see many guys come over uh, and do that well in their first season. And he's done some good things this year. He was a bit unlucky, wasn't he? He had to miss out uh, when they had Pajara and Steve Smith. So I think he'd just taken a five for and then was going to be out of the side regardless. Uh, on your question, I, I, I think he's a bit lower down that order. Siddle's not in that running. Siddle wouldn't be. He's retired from Test Cricket and... I think his finger injury might end his summer as well. Picked it up in that Hampshire T20. But I think Michael Nisa is the next in of the guys that aren't in the squad. Uh, Abbott is probably in and around there. I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else over. I can't think off the top of my head, but I think it would be a stretch. I think there would have to be some kind of like, was it Tottenham that got food poisoning there before the Champions League before a game where they need to qualify for the Champions League about 15 years ago. It would have to be something like that, I think, for McAndrew to get a game. Well, I'm sure Nathan McAndrew is cooking up the lasagna as we speak. Um, let's go to Chesterless Street and an absolute run fest in a draw between two very good sides. Top of the table, Durham uh, hosted Glamorgan. Glamorgan batted first. They got 390. Kieran Carlson. He is scoring runs for fun at the moment. He got 162. Four wickets there for Ben Rain. Four for Craig Miles. Durham then, 630. 150 from David Beddingham. 102 from Ollie Robinson. He's scoring runs for fun. And he was dismissed by such a good stumping, if you've ever seen it on social media, from Chris Cook. Glamorgan then batted, 426 for seven. Cook himself got 134, and the game ran out of time. Um, Callum, I want to speak to you about Ollie Robinson. I mean, he's, he's, he was, eyebrows were raised when he moved from Kent last year up to Durham, but it's been a good move for him, hasn't it? I was going to say, it's been a fantastic move, hasn't it? He's been... He's been one of um, Durham's best performers this season. Um, he's constantly churning out runs again. Um, one of my favourites is Sam Northeast. I think he's a he's a brilliant player um, for Glamorgan. I don't think he gets spoke about enough, to be honest. I think his England call days have, have been been and gone. Unfortunately, he never got that call, which he probably deserved. Um, but again, he just keeps churning out runs. Um, but like you say, Ollie Robinson as well for Durham. He's been absolutely fantastic. Same with David Beddingham. He's a he, he's a fantastic player as well. Really promising um, cricketer. Um, but Durham are, 
Durham are looking good at the moment. They're, they're just starting to put a few results together. They're, I think they've got a decent team. Um, and I think going back to the T20 blast, I think they'll sneak their way into the into the top groups potentially uh, and make their way through that as well. So, But I think it's looking a lot stronger in Durham than, than previous years at the moment. Sam, Kieran Carlson. Very good player. Uh, seen a little bit of him. He had a, what, a breakthrough year a year or two ago. He's another one of those Cardiff Uni boys that they have like plucked. They, they, so many graduates have gone into that Glamorgan side. And he's, he's the skipper, isn't he now? I think Carlson. Um, certainly yeah. in some of the white, definitely in the white ball stuff. Um, I don't, it's interesting. Isn't it? I don't know if he's quite of that international quality or not. You don't really hear his name mentioned, but England have got a lot of consistent run scorers. Um, but I think he will, if he keeps going at his current rate, certainly play some Lions cricket potentially. Um, speaking of which, I mean, you know, you mentioned him already, but I think Robinson will be on a Lions tour, if not a full England tour, in, in December when they go to the West Indies and it's at the back end of a World Cup, I think they'll take the opportunity to look at a few players. I said it on the Blast show. Uh, people like Sam Hayne, probably Tom Abel will get a look in there. I think Ed Robinson will get a go there because he's keeping brilliantly as well. I spoke to him and he's been working with Ryan Campbell up there on his wicket keeping um and he seems to be he's saying he's like he's still a work in progress but he is making great strides uh, under Campbell's watch it seems to be a good vibe there under Campbell and they've got a, you know for a team that's already top of division two to then sign Craig Miles on low who I think picked up four for that's a good bit of business for them yeah I I'm not sure about Robinson's keeping he kept a few weeks back at Bristol and uh, he looked at, it was a wicket that was turning a lot. Uh, Ajaz Patel got 10 for in that game and he struggled a little bit, but it, it's hard on that. Kieran Carlson is a product of Wichert High School, which has produced uh, Sam Warburton, Gareth Bale, Geraint Thomas. So if he comes to the fore there, it's just another uh, fantastic sports person to come out of uh, Whitchurch High School in Cardiff. Anyway, let's go from Chesterfield Street to Chesterfield. And Derbyshire were 24 for six on the first morning there. They recovered to 111 all out. Yorkshire then responded with 353. David Milan, he got 100. There was five there for Mark Watt. Derbyshire made a better fist of it in the Third innings, 455, 170 from Lewis Deploy, 146 from Hader Alley. And Yorkshire made a real meal of a chase of just over 200. But Sean Massoud held firm with 95, despite four from Mark Watt. Um, Sam, Matt Fisher, he, I thought he was superb last year when I saw him. If he stays fit, do you think he is England material? Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. But the the opening part of that sentence is the key one. You know, he made his test debut. He played in the West Indies, I think, didn't he? Just before the uh, baseball era, era and missed most. He's basically barely played any cricket since. I saw him a couple of years ago up at Scarborough. It was the September before he made his England debut. Uh, and he is a super bowler. He picked up five for Somerset lost inside two days and they just couldn't lay a bat on him. Uh, he is quick. He's a big lad. Uh, like he's been around for like, 10 years, even though he's only in his mid-20s. I think he made his debut very, very young. But is his body ever going to 
stop letting him down. I don't know. I hope so. Um, but he will definitely be in that. For, like if he was fit, if he'd been fit for the last season, he'd be there ahead of tongue. If he'd been playing regular cricket and been on the Lions till this winter, he'd be ahead of tongue. Yeah, I think England might need a pool of bowlers for this Ashes. You know, that's why they've had a look at Potts. They've had a look at Tongue because I don't think James Anderson's going to play all five. I don't think Broad's going to play all five. Callum, being a Lancashire lad, I don't want you to swear now when I ask you about Yorkshire. But do you think this is the start of a run for them now? Because they've had a miserable start to the season, but they're too good to be in the position where they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think Yorkshire fans will be open, so won't they? Um, they've got a bit of a run together in the T20 Blast, so they've got that good good feeling back together um, down at Yorkshire. Um, you'd think, with, with the quality they've got, someone like Shan Masood, you've got your Dawid Milans there, um, you think they're just too good of a team to not come good at some stage. And like you say, I think it was the first winning, was it over 10 championship matches, something like that? Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's quite yeah, a ridiculous, yeah. quite a ridiculous stat for a for a test um, sort of county championship team um, at a massive club like Yorkshire. So you'd like to think that they'll, they'll put a bit of a run together, and that's what the Yorkshire fans will be hoping for. Yeah. Well, finally, let's go to Bristol, possibly the most bizarre game that I have ever been involved in. On the first morning when the players were warming up, both players were warming up in the flats at Bristol. There was a naked couple on the balcony of one of the flats. We also had the game held up by a fire alarm and we had a batsman dismissed obstructing the field. So it was just a a very strange... Anyway, what happened was Gloucestershire got 368. Oddie Price... 85. Danny Lamb, one of your lads from Lancashire, he's on loan at Gloss. He got 70. There was a career best for Ajit Singh Dale with 52. Leicestershire responded. Lewis Hill, 103. Rishi Patel got 59. And he looks absolute quality. There's also four there for Zaman Akdar for Gloucestershire as well, who uh, I think will go places in his career. Gloucestershire then had a horror session. A real horror session. Now that Leicester shot 350, by the way. Um, Louis Kimber had an aberration where he just caught the ball in his hand and then just dropped it like a hot potato. And immediately, you know, it was obvious that he'd handled the ball. But the law of handle the ball was obsolete. It went in 2017 and it now comes under law 37.1.2 of obstructing the field. So Gloucestershire then had a horror session. They only got 202 trying to set something up. Chris Wright bowled very well in both games. He got four. There was four there for Callum Parkinson from your neck of the woods, Callum. And then Leicestershire had a little bit of a tricky chase, but they made it look easy thanks to the A-team. Rahan Oed. he got 71. He was promoted out of the order, and Colin Ackerman showed all his experience to get 78 not out. Uh, Callum, Rishi Patel, have you seen much of him at all? I've not seen loads of him in terms of um, live, but I've seen a lot of his stats this year and he's been Leicestershire's standout performer, hasn't he? He looks looks a really good cricketer. Um, He's doing it in the county championship and he's doing it in the blast as well. So he looks like a bit of an all-format cricketer for Leicestershire. And I think, you know, it's someone that, 
Leicestershire need at the moment because um, the results, they've not got too much, many results to bang about. Obviously, they won this one. Um, but Rishi Patel is someone that they can they can bang the drum about at the moment and, he, and he's a big positive for them. Have you ever been involved in a, uh, a game where there's somebody being given out obstructing the field or handled the ball? No, but I've seen the video. Um, I, I don't know how it sits with me, that one. Uh, I know it's the rule, um, but it wasn't going to roll back on the stumps, was it? He was well in front of the stumps. Everything was covering it. Um, I think it's just one of them things. You just kind of, he's probably just picked it up to pass it to the fielder. Like he's just instantly probably just done that. Because um, it definitely wasn't, he wasn't stopping it from going onto the stumps. It would have just hit his pads and he wasn't going to get caught because obviously it bounced straight away. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if the, if the opposition got asked if they wanted to uphold their appeal or not. I don't know. But, um, yeah, don't know how it sits with me, that one. Well, yeah, I, I think we should on. just say that in this round of county championship fixtures, the ball bouncing doesn't necessarily preclude you being out caught. I just think it's important to make <laughs> that point. We'll come to that later, though, maybe. We will. We will. I was on the comms for that uh, Louis Kimber uh, thing, and luckily I've done an ECB level two umpiring course, so uh, I knew what I was talking about. And the bloke I did the course with, a chap called Tim Caldercott, sent me a message saying, glad you were listening during the course. So um, <laughs> it was bizarre. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a strange one. Sam... Gloucestershire struggling a little bit, but the form of the youngsters there gives cause for hope. Ollie Price is a wonderful cricketer. You saw the game against Somerset last week. Um, although they're struggling, the form of the youngsters probably gives the fans, you know, a bit of hope, doesn't it? Yeah, that game against Somerset, you know, it just feels like they've had quite a long injury list and it's they're having to bring players in on loan. And it was a case of, look, let's try and get an 11 on the park. And although Somerset batted beautifully in that game, but Gloucestershire, I thought, bowled and fielded really poorly. Um, and they didn't help. But I know in Red Bull cricket, uh, well, you're know better than me, Dan, because you see far more of them. But you've, you've said for a couple of years now, those Price brothers are really good. And that some of them are starting to get to the stage where they've actually played a little bit more cricket. So they're not playing their first 10, 15 games and I think when you get past a certain point, it's not necessarily defined by number of appearances, but you, what you see is consistency from players. There are very few that come in and are consistent from the very start of their career, and those are the ones that are usually in an England side within a season or two. Um, but for most players, it takes a little bit of time to develop that reliability, consistency, and it feels like Gloucestershire are getting a few of those in the champo now. Yeah, Oli prices he's into double figures in wicket in T20 cricket. Uh, brother Tom, he got a hundred and a hat trick on the same day early in the season. Ajit Singh Dale's done well. Uh, Zaman Akda looks a really good player. Ben Charlesworth keeps getting fifties. Um, he didn't get in this match, but he keeps getting fifties. And once he goes on and gets that first hundred, I think he'll kick on. So you know, I think I think there is, uh, you know, a little bit of hope there. How did actor bowl? Because I've heard quite good things about him. He's one from the Sacker Academy, isn't he? Um, well, I shouldn't say Sacker Academy because Academy is the A, but he is quite highly rated, I've heard. Yeah, he bowled really well. He was the pick of the Gloucestershire bowlers. Um, he's come from Bishop Stortford in the Hertfordshire League. So he played National Counties last year, I think, for Hertfordshire and for Cambridgeshire as well. 
Um, it's quite interesting because Ajit Singh Dale as well. He's come out of the Hearts League from North Mims. And Rishi Patel is from Potter's Bar. So they all knew each other, those lads. And it was just like a sort of a Hearts League reunion there. But um, credit to Leicestershire. They need a, you know, they're well drilled by Paul Nixon. And, um, you know, credit to them. They deserve their win. So the table looks like Durham top, Derbyshire at the bottom, and everyone else is in between. Wow, thanks very much, Dan. It's interesting, isn't it? The the National Counties point, I've spoken to a few people, and I did their finals day, and actually recognised almost all of the names. Like a lot of guys had had contracts before or currently had contracts or had played a little bit and were trying to find their way back in. And everyone you speak to about it says the standard of National Counties cricket is absolutely superb. Like it's not far, it's probably as good, if not better, as second team cricket at, uh, at times and it's really competitive because what you get is the best of all the club players from the kind of Premier Leagues all coming together and actually quite keen to impress and push on so I think we'll see a few more um, if Akhtar came from there uh, Jaffa Chohan was playing at was it Bedfordshire he was at last year the Yorkshire leg spinner so I think particularly with the Royal no sorry it's not called the Royal London anymore is it the, the one day cup uh, I think players will get gigs in that uh, across in September right let us travel upward in terms of into division one four games three victories one draw where should we start I know uh, we've got Callum with us and you were at Southport and outground beautiful Callum go on I can tell you the result Lancashire won by six wickets and Dane Vias got some runs as well and I think he needed runs Dane Vias it's been a lean couple of years but Callum go on give us your Thoughts, the down low on Southport. Yeah, Lancashire and Dane Vilas needed both of them performances. Um, like you say, Lancashire's first win in the county championship this season, um, five draws beforehand. <clears throat> I think Lancashire's downfall in in previous matches was the first innings, whether the whether there was batting or bowling. The first innings, they just wasn't getting a foothold in the game. And and this game they really um put the foot on the throat. So the Hampshire players bowled them out for 142. Um, and then back that up with 374 in Lancashire's first things with Phil, Sc- Phil Salt scoring his first county championship 100 for Lancashire. Um, he was dropped in the first over um, from Finn Middleton. He didn't have the best of fielding performances. He dropped three catches, one of them which deflected onto Liam Dawson's face, which meant Liam Dawson had to go off and get stitches at the hospital. So he, wasn't, he didn't bowl at all um, on the second day. Um, which was probably a big factor. Um, Felix Organ took over him. Um, he did take six for 67, his career best figures. He bowled really well, actually. Mitchell came in and took him for 20 off like his first over. Um, but Felix Organ kept tossing it up into Keith Barker's big footholes um, and kept getting it spinning out the rough. Um, but it was a fantastic win for Lancashire. Um, but one to look out for is that Fletcher Middleton. He's um, for Hampshire. Young kid opening the batting, um, really solid technique, really compact, really well composed. And I was really impressed with his maturity, especially having such a, a bad day in the field to come out and, and score 77 in, the, in Hampshire's second innings. And he actually set him up for a bit of a potential fight back. Uh, but Lancashire came back through George Balderson um, and Daryl Mitchell. And then, like you say, Lancashire knocked him off with a, a small scare being 5-2, to two, but Dane Villas leading the team home with 64 not out. 
Yeah, good to see that from Vias. You're right about Fletcher Middleton. I think he's started the season really well um, and they really like him down at Hampshire. So he is one young opener to keep an eye on. It's not easy to go out there and open the batting in the county championship and he's doing a very good job of it. Dan, for Hampshire, they've not had a bad start to the season. We're now halfway through it. They would have had title aspirations up top, but a defeat in that game... They're just slipping a little bit far behind Surrey now. The gap is already 41 points. Am I being harsh? Can it be made up? No, I don't think it can. I think, you know what? I think the Division 1 and Division 2 titles might all be wrapped up with Surrey and Durham being at the top. But yeah, Hampshire will be disappointed with that. Got to agree with you on uh, Fletcher Middleton as well. His old man was a good player. He had one really good season. I think it was about 1992, where I think he got about 1,700 runs that year. And they spoke about him possibly as uh, England credentials. He didn't really do a lot, but I think he's involved. Does he run the academy there, or is he Hampshire's batting coach? I think Tony Middleton. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they will be disappointed with that. I want to say about Southport. Why is it always roasting hot there? Somerset played there last year, and it was like they got about 700. Keaton Jennings got a triple ton there, didn't he? And uh, I think James Rue got a load of runs there. That's when like, we first saw him coming to the fore. But whenever they play at Southport, it's always absolutely roasting. And Callum, you look a lot cooler than uh, Scott Reed and Anthony Gibson did last year when I was watching them on the stream <laughs> at Southport because they just look, they look like me now. They look like lobsters, mate. Yeah, I think Scott said um, the conditions in terms of how they got looked after was slightly better this year. They had two, two big umbrellas above them, um, protect them from the sunwares. Last year, they said, Scott Reed said he was just in the baking hot sun all all day, and he said it wasn't he said it wasn't pleasant at all. <laughs> no. Yes, one of the out the differences between outgrounds and well, Old Trafford is you're not in an air conditioned room um, for your commentary, so you feel the heat. You hear the, hear the sound. I'm sure the ice cream van did a roaring trade up there as well across the course of the game. Right. Well, I've mentioned them already, and they are the runaway leaders in Division 1, Surrey, and it was a quite remarkable victory for them against Kent. I actually spoke to a Kent fan the night before, well, actually it was before the chase, this 500-run chase that Surrey knocked off. It's the second highest chase in county championship history. They did it with five wickets to spare. And Doug Morris, actually, who is, he kind of does a lot of the stuff for BBC uh, commentators. He was a Kent fan. He was like, well, to be honest, I, I said, oh, Kent have done quite well. He said, yeah, but I think they might chase it down. Um, and I said, no, surely not. And he said, well, this is Kent you're talking about. And Surrey did it. 501 for five. Dom Sibley, 140 not out of 415 balls. I think it was the longest county championship century, both in terms of minutes and balls. Uh, he said afterwards he was just going to go out there and win every ball. Well, he won 415 of them. Uh, he was well supported. Jamie Smith, 114 at a slightly uh, sharper pace, 77 balls. Ben Folks, 124. Callum, I mean, that is like... That chase is just demoralising for... Well, it's demoralising for Kent, but it's demoralising for the teams around them as well. Yeah, and I think it's only 
going to get worse for everyone around them. They've just announced um, Dan Lawrence, haven't they, on a three-year contract. And um, I know a lot of teams will will be on about Surrey's wage bill, etc. But you've got to give credit to them. They, they want you know the strength in them when they're on top, um, and that's what the best teams do in in all sports. But Surrey are fantastic, haven't they? I think the special mentions got to go to Dom Sibley. You know, there's a lot more, should we say, classy and attractive players around him. Um, but when you're doing big chases like that, you need someone who who's willing to spend time at the crease, who's willing to who's willing to drain out of the opposition bowlers, and that's what, exactly what Dom Sibley would have done. Um, if Dom Sibley gets out early there, Surrey probably lose that. Um, but because Dom Sibley's literally faced 415 balls. The opposition, but uh, the opposite batters like Ben Folks, Jamie Smith, etc., will be looking at Dom Sibley knowing he's not going to get out, and they can um, play with a bit more free freedom. And it's clearly, it's clearly worked for Surrey. They've got a team full of um, superstars, and then lower down, um, your people like Jordan Clark, um, who will probably never get international recognition, but they're really graft and they're really good county cricketers. Um, and like you say, they've got an excellent team there. It's a shame for Kent because they would have been desperate for the for that win to, to bring him above sort of the relegation scrap. Yeah, five wickets for Jordan Clark in there. He took a fifer. Dan, you're the Kent coach, right? You've watched a team take a first innings lead of 156 and you've set 500 as, 501 as a victory total and you've lost a game and you've gone back into the change rooms. Like, what can you say to the lads there? Because you've dominated the game for two and a half days. And then it's quite an embarrassing defeat. Yeah, I mean, I think that all you can do, pardon the cliche, is take the positives, can't you? And they they did dominate a very good side in Surrey. So they will look at the sort of what they can take out of that and look to sort of utilise that throughout the rest of the season. Dominic Stibley, I want to talk about him, though. I mean, he is he's not pretty to watch. I watched him get runs at Cheltenham last year in the Royal London Cup. I watched him then get 100 at Bristol in the last game of the county championship at Bristol last year. And it's not much fun to commentate on. On the other end of the spectrum, Jamie Smith is beautiful to watch. He's a stunning player. He's got a lovely cover drive on him and he's really pleasing on the eye. And, you know, Surrey... We'll get stick over the Dan Lawrence thing, but they do bring through their own players as well. And Jamie Smith is one of those. And they, they need credit where it's due. It's not often I give Surrey credit coming from north of the river, but this time they do deserve a little bit of credit. That line worked the first time you said it, Dan. Now you spend half your days off in the Surrey president's suite um, and wearing a Surrey tie. I even heard there was a rumour you wore a Surrey tie. So... So you try and pretend you're not giving Surrey credit anymore and it's not washing with the audience, mate. I had to. I, I turned up there without a tie. It was more casual. And, uh, yeah, I had to. They, I got given a Surrey tie and I felt, I felt dirty. I felt, you know, I felt really wrong wearing it. But may I say that the monkfish tail and the shabbly, absolutely delectable. I mean, was that at the president's suite or was that just Casa Whiting? Isn't that, that's, not, that's your usual uh, evening meal, isn't it? <laughs> no, that was in the uh, was a guest of uh, Trisha Garrard, the Surrey president. It was a very nice day, actually. Uh, good chat with Zahir Abbas, one of your lads at Lancashire as well, Farouk Engineer. Uh, 
sat down next to him at lunch and uh, yeah, anyone, anyone who was anyone was in that box. And then there was me. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the Garrett household when uh, Trish's husband, Phil, he's a wonderful man, was live on Sky Sports, just sleeping at day four or five of that test match. It was some great moments. I'm sure that they all received plenty of messages about that one. It was very funny. I'm going to move on. You two have mentioned it already. I'm going to go to Essex. And yeah, I had just read that news about Dan Lawrence leaving. Essex said they offered him a pretty good three-year deal. Um, He's gone as a lot of players do because they see places like Surrey and test-playing counties as their way back into an England side. He's been there or thereabouts for a little bit, Lawrence. He's been in squads this year. I mean, Dan, that'll be a huge blow to Essex, won't it? He's one of their own. They love him down there and he's not going to be there. Yeah, it will be a blow. He's a Chingford lad and they will be disappointed. But they've got others coming up behind him. Dan Lawrence hasn't beat. He had injury problems last year. He hasn't scored many this year. And they've got people coming through like Burroughs Cushy or, you know, Robin Das or people like that. So, you know, they won't mind too much. On the other sort of flip side of that, the players move around. I mean, you know, the, you can quote that Adam Rossington went from Northamptonshire to Essex. So players move around. And something, but um, yeah, they will be disappointed with that one. Yeah, they do. I think Rossington was a slightly different situation, though, wasn't he? It was he kind of fell out with the coach, reading between the lines. He was uh, pushed on his way. Um, I, yeah, I do get it. I just think uh, I, I don't know. What do you reckon, Callum? Uh, is there is there anything in this you need to play at one of the big counties to get into the Ning- the England side? I- I don't think so for someone like Dan Lawrence because because he's been there before um, and he's been in and around England squads before. It's, it is a little bit of a strange one because the rumours are that Essex offered more money than what Surrey have offered. Um, looking at Twitter, there's, there's supposedly Essex's um, offering was a little bit better. Um, so it is a strange one. Is it maybe just the, the glamour lifestyle of Surrey? Um, like you say, Big crowds, more or less, every game they get. Um, a lot more sort of attention on Surrey. Maybe he just wants to to challenge himself in a squad which is is challenging for every title. And you can't blame him. It's like football. Footballers go to, to win trophies. And maybe that's what Dan Lawrence wants to do. Uh, no disrespect to Essex there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a real shame for Essex losing one of their own. Um, especially such a talented player. Yeah. Callum there, you mentioned about footballers going to pick up trophies, but <clears throat> one Chingford lad, Harry Kane, and another Chingford lad, Dan Lawrence. One's moved clubs to go for trophies, and the other one possibly hasn't. I was just coming back to your point there, though, about do you have to go to the big counties? And England have surprised us all recently, haven't they, by picking a couple of guys from the unfancied counties. You had Rehana Ahmed, before Christmas from Leicestershire, Josh Tongue from Worcestershire. So I don't think that rings true, but I thought it might have rung true maybe a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, definitely. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Right, well, let's talk about Essex on the field because it would be unfair because they've had a wonderful game there. They've absolutely battered Somerset, won by 196 runs. It was set up by a man who didn't need to leave Essex to play a lot of England cricket, and that was Sir Alistair Cook. He batted beautifully, 128 for him, his 
74, I think, first class century. Like he just loves it. And Critchley got 102 at a much uh, faster rate. And he's one of those who went down to Essex to try and push for international honours. And he's just, he's been moved up to five this year, I think. Maybe he was playing six last year, but he's starting to, to find his feet with Essex so he's one to watch they rolled Somerset for 167 five for Fahama uh, declared second up and Somerset all out for 269 Dan Palmer's five for I'll talk about one of the wickets in a little bit um, but to have people like him and Cook and Critchley performing just makes them such a dangerous team Essex doesn't it yeah, it's interesting at Chelmsford. You play over towards the pavilion at Chelmsford and you know Palmer's going to pick up, you know, eight to 15 wickets in the game. You play the other side over towards the Felstead School Stand or whatever it's called over on the other side of the square and it's 700 plays 600. So it all depends where on the square you play at Chelmsford. But Palmer, what can you say? I mean, in my view... I think that he is possibly the greatest overseas signing of all time. Yeah, it's difficult to disagree with that. Callum, I mentioned it a bit earlier, right? Have you seen that catch? No, I've not seen it. You yet. haven't seen it. Dan, have you <laughs> seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I thought, uh, uh, I mean, it's just the umpire's blocked by the non-striker. Yeah, so I don't see how he can give it. I just don't see how he can give it. But the fielder, knows what's gone on there and I thought it was pretty poor form there yeah it was a fielder in it short leg and it was played into the ground it's bounced six inches eight inches in front of him um, and they've claimed the catch and I don't know who's at fault the umpires the fielders there's a bit of everything there really yeah if the umpire was blocked um, but you do rely on yeah you rely on players sometimes I think and Essex could have called Craig Overton back. And of course, it had to be Craig Overton. Whenever there's something controversial, it seems to be him. Um, I think Somerset's social media team went, oh, why is it Craig again? Um, so that's the one kind of slight blight on that game, although I'm sure Essex won't mind too much. Somerset had a bit of a miserable time of it. It's good to see Sher Bashir made his debut. Uh, they rate him really highly. Dan, you saw him up in that Gloucestershire Somerset game on the Friday night. Uh, he didn't pick up any wickets in the first inning or on the first day anyway, um, but beat Alistair Cook's outside edge a couple of times. I think Cook scored 20 off 70-odd balls against him. And given Cook is probably the well one of the greatest players of spinning I've ever had, he averages north 50 in 35, 40 tests on the subcontinent. Um, that's decent going from Shoa Bashir, tall off spinner. And Sean Dixon as well, Callum, like he made 82 He's had a terrible run of things for Somerset. He got dropped. He made, I don't know, 20 runs aggregate in his first six innings. The fans were calling him Sean Duxon. Uh, he got dropped. He played a little bit of T20, had a couple of scores. Like For a batter, when you're out of Nick, to, to get that innings, even in a losing cause, it's just going to really help him mentally, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Cricket's, cricket's such an awful sport to play when you're out of form. You just, it seems to be you get your luck in cricket when you're in form and you never get any luck when you're out of form. And that's uh, unfortunately the way it goes. And like you say, Sean Dixon, the Somerset fans will be hoping he can kick on for the rest of the year. Um, I think James Rue's a really good cricketer for, for Somerset. I watched him um, when, we play, when Lancashire played Somerset um, and I was really impressed with him. Um, 
against Lancashire. So I think Somerset will be hoping he can keep scoring big runs for them as well. Yeah, he's the point I was making about consistency early on in your career. Like he is one of those who's coming straight in and has been consistent and looks like a player who is very much at peace playing first team cricket. We spoke about Louis Kimber's dismissal earlier. Sean Dixon, I think, is the last person to be given out handled the ball in first class cricket in England. He uh he flipped one away from his stumps with his hand when he was playing for Kent a few years back. But uh, he also got a 300 for Kent, didn't he, a few years back as well. So he's definitely got the potential. It was a real flat one at Beckenham, but uh, he's obviously got the potential. Somerset, though, um, in four-day cricket, I mean, they, they're awesome in T20. They, they look like they're going to qualify. And to my mind, they're the favourites to win the whole thing in T20. But in four-day cricket, uh, they'll be looking over their shoulders at Kent, Northampton, Middlesex behind them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. They would have thought they turned the corner that win against Middlesex. Uh, and they had this bowling attack of Henry, Overton, Gregory, Siddle, Leach. But Leach not available for the rest of the season now, sadly, for the wrong reasons. Siddle, I think, is in a similar situation. Lewis Gregory has to manage his back a bit, so didn't play in this game. Um, so it's about... What have they got beneath that? And I think it is still going to be a bit of a struggle. Um, right, one more game then. We talked about a man out of form in Sean Dixon, who's hopefully found some. Another man who's making runs, but he didn't need to make runs because he has scored so many in the last 18 months is Sam Hain. Another 100 for him up at Trent Bridge. Actually, it ended up being a draw. I can't. I haven't seen much of it, but often at Trent Bridge... The, the toughest days to bat are the first couple of days because it's still doing a bit and the pitch flattens out. And you might think that was the case here if you just immediately looked at the scorecard with Nottinghamshire making 155 in their first innings. But oddly, Warwickshire batted first and made nearly 600. 571 for nine. They made contributions all the way through, really, for them. Their knots were rolled for 155. Again, wicket shared out Hassan Ali. Free for, for him, though. He is fun man to watch and then at that point Warwickshire are thinking here's an away victory surely here's one that's going to keep us very much in the title hunt but they came up against some resistance and 464 for six was the score when hands were shaken double hundred for Joe Clark and a few other kind of 30s and 40s in there Dan talk about Sam Hayne I know we talked about him a lot Talk about Chris Rushworth because he's the leading wicket taker in the division and tell me if you think like with Hampshire that was a chance to keep pace with Surrey that has slipped away. Yeah, it was. Sam Payne is a wonderful player. He's uh, a masterclass in concentration and he's very strong through the leg side. I'm very surprised that he hasn't played for England so far. But, uh, in, you know, hey, I'm not one of the England selectors. Hassan Ali, he was with you guys at Lancashire last year, wasn't he, Callum? And uh, is it a big loss up there? Yeah, he went down really well with the Lancashire fans. Um, he's one of them bowlers who just makes something happen, isn't he? He finds reverse swing. Um, he, he, he can take it both ways. He's got that extra skiddy pace um, that you need on wickets that kind of flatten out. Um, and he looks like he's settled into Warwickshire the same as he did with, with Lancashire. Like you say, I think Lancashire fans were, were a bit disappointed that um, Lancashire didn't get him back, actually. Yeah, and Chris Rushworth, I mean, 
what more can you say? Everything's been said about him over the years, hasn't it? And, you know, he's just picked up where he left off at Durham and he's slotted in seamlessly, pardon the pun. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure he would in Division One cricket, but fair play to him. Right, you've nicked me question to Callum, Dan, so I'm going to have to go on the fly a little bit. Not, uh, Callum, we thought were high-flying. Maybe there was an outside chance of a title push, but they've lost Duckett to England duty and they've not got all their bowlers available. And so maybe life is going to be a little bit more difficult for them, although I'm not sure they'll be looking over their shoulders particularly at any point. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the bowling's the strongest at the moment, is it? I think the bowling's letting them down in quite a lot of games. Um, I think the batting's still there or thereabouts. Like you said, Duckett's obviously a massive miss. Um Hasib Hamid, obviously a brilliant player. Joe Clark, the same. They've still got some brilliant cricketers, but I think the bowling at the moment is just lacking that X factor. They've got Dane Patterson, who is often their biggest um, wicket-taker. But if you can keep, try and keep him quiet, I think you can try and put some big runs on, get, runs on against the Nottinghamshire attack. Yeah, as I said, they've... Got this, I mean, it was Jake Ball's first game of the season um, and he's been trying, chomping at the bit for a chance, but it just doesn't quite look as strong with Fletcher out. I don't think Patterson played in that game. Broad isn't there for obvious reasons at the moment, um, but they're kind of safely mid-table, but probably going to be happy enough there and maybe concentrate on white ball competitions because um, they're doing all right in the T20, I think. Right, that is everything I have on Division 1. Dan, any other business from you? No, not at all. I think it's uh, what a wonderful, wonderful round of cricket, though. And it's out ground season as well, isn't it? We've seen games at Southport. We've seen games at Chesterfield. I'm going to go to Cheltenham in a month's time as well, which I'm really looking forward to. And you've got to love out ground cricket, haven't you? I think you all should go at Scarborough pretty soon as well. And I just love it. I love out ground cricket. You are not alone in that. Callum, thank you very much for joining us. Anything further from you? Where are you going next? When's your next commentary gig? Um, the next one, I think, is Northants. I think we've got a home. I'm just doing the Lancashire home games this year. But um, I think we play Essex at Blackpool. So that's another outground fixture, which I'm looking forward to, to going to. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to my, to my stints with Lancashire for the rest of the year. I've had some really good feedback, so... Hopefully, it's a, it's a little job role that I can I can keep for the future. Callum, good job you're not going to Northampton. I love Northampton. I love the people up there. They're wonderful. But I covered Northamptonshire versus Durham a few years ago. And every day, we got chicken, potatoes, and broccoli. And it was, uh, I think they cooked the chicken originally on the first day. And it was rather dry by the fourth day, it has to be said. So, uh, yeah, you, you might be sort of good, you know, well done staying up in the northwest, mate. <laughs> you can't live your life, Dan, using the Surrey president suite as a barometer. No, you can't. It's, no, it's you not going to work, that. It's not going to work. And Cal, I mean, you're still playing a lot of cricket. There's not much England stuff this summer, but there is the Disability Premier League coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah, so we've got one more, uh, yeah, one more England PD fixture, which is it was due to be against Yorkshire Academy, but for some reason they pulled out. Um, that was due to be at Loughborough. So now we're playing, I think, Birmingham University, and I think we've invited another academy down, but we're just waiting on confirmation who that is. Um, and then obviously the DPL starts, like you say, three. 
um, three weekends and then the final um, before an England women's game, um, which will be good again, a bit of Sky coverage. But we have had some um, recent news yesterday, actually, on a potential tour for the England PD team um, at the start of this winter. So I won't say too much yet, just in case I jinx it, but um, it looks promising, So, which is good for the England PD boys. Well, Callum, Sam and I will be covering the commentary on the DPL. So we look forward to seeing you later in the summer. And if we can on that tour game as well, then Sam Dow will be doing his bikini line as speak. <laughs> yeah, I was just checking the diary. I'm, just, I'm, I'm free. I think start of winter, you said. Yeah, nothing in the diary yeah. that day. So... <laughs> I'll be absolutely fine for a nice little <laughs> tour to do some commentary. Well, Dan, thank you very much as ever. Callum, thank you to you. Thank you to everyone for listening. We're back into a little bit of blast action. So we'll probably do another roundup show at the end of the group stages. We'll see if uh, the predictions of Dan, Callum and myself uh, came true and the quarterfinalists are as we said they were. So that'll probably land just before the blast quarterfinals. And of course, we will be back with our county championship roundup after the next round until then enjoy the sunshine stick on plenty of sun cream and make sure you keep listening to county cricket natters oh and tell your friends please we really appreciate it we got some beautiful chats we got some beautiful stats and we won't stop talking we won't give it a rest and as a matter of fact it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket,